0: record there we go now we're recording so hey just like we've done in the past um i'm gonna pray and then we're gonna stand and uh, we'll uh, read god's word together and uh then we will dive into god's word uh this evening is that okay let's pray father i just thank you lord for this opportunity that you've given us to come together again as a body of believers that love you um, that wanted to spend time with you, that want to be in a relationship with you and to continue to grow and learn and know more about what your plan and your will is for our life. And I pray this evening, even as we dive into your word that you've given us, that Holy Spirit, that you would bring new insight, new revelation, that you would... Uh, Father, just um, even as we um, read and process, that you would show us areas in our life that we can surrender to you. Uh, Ways that we can continue to walk uh, with you, um, walk uh, with your leading and directing. So bless this time, uh, bless uh, bless, uh, each person here, and Father, help us to walk out of here refreshed and encouraged. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen, amen. So if you uh, wouldn't mind standing, i have asked Jessica today uh, to read uh, God's word for us this, mor- uh, this morning, this evening. Uh, so Jessica, if you're good to do that, uh, we'll do that right now.
1: Which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still anger. For anger gives foothold put, put to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of the bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviors.
0: This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks. Praise be you to God. God.
0: Okay, you guys can be seated. Man, talk about a list. <laughs> uh, hey, Jackie, how you doing? Come on, so, um, yeah. So tell me, um, today I've told, I hadn't told Kelly this, but I am not going to teach the Bible study. Uh, you guys are going to teach the Bible study. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, give each of you a little passage of scripture
2: and you're
1: going to unpack.
2: Is that cool?
1: That's sure. it? Yeah.
2: We should do
3: that, right? So, yeah. not
0: today. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 Everybody's like, I'm leaving. How cool would that be? Would that be
1: fun? <laughs> we just like
0: give each person a little piece of them, just unpack it and so they won't show up be like okay so with that uh don do you want us to <laughs> Oh, no, yes. honestly, what, 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 what did you guys, uh, if you maybe, maybe some of you read it, if you haven't, that's all good, but if you read it, what, what, what kind of resonated with you as you read this passage of scripture, what stood out to you, what, what, what did you walk away with? Just a quick synopsis, maybe 30 seconds. There are a lot of requirements.
1: Okay, yes, there are <laughs> a lot of requirements. I, I, okay, good, good. Anything else?
0: Put off the old self, put on the new self. Put on, put, off, uh, put on the new self, to take off the old
3: self. Good. I know I uh, learned uh, before, but uh, is to help others as you want
0: to be uh, helped. Help others. Good. Okay. Good. Good. What is something else that stood out to you, maybe? And by the way, there's
1: no right or wrong answer. We're learning. <laughs> if each person gets different uh, revelations and we read God's word. I've always been told don't go to bed anger. with anger, and, it's, and it was in the passage, don't go to bed, that said, you know, okay. yeah. we'll Yeah, we, we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit, too, talking about that a little bit. We're wrestling with that a little bit. Anyone
2: else? It's a little humbling, all the things. You're like, you can, it's easy to see that in others, but not in
1: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm reading this, I'm like, oh, check that, check that. <laughs> 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 uh. Uh.
3: Yep, yep, yep. I got one other thing. Yes. Just the one scripture that you just mentioned, you know, in your anger, do not sin. I've mm. always kind of thought, you know, that anger was sin, mm. but that kind of tells me that anger may not be sin. And so that'd be interesting to unpack. Yeah. yeah. Jesus never That's said that flip a table. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I always use that as
2: excuse. So if Jesus, Jesus can flip a table, then I, yeah. I don't be flippy chest today. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but enemy anger is an emotion. And you could use it in a positive mm-hmm. We'll no. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh I thought you fired,
1: dude. No, I, I waved it. You... I was just waving. You. <laughs> oh, you were waiting <laughs> 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 my hands. hands. Yeah.
0: We jump in. Anyone else? Okay, so before we get started and dive into um, this passage, I wanted to kind of create some uh, uh, just overarching thoughts to kind of process because I think it'll give us a good. You head it out, Rose? You're standing out there? That's cool. That's cool. Okay, yeah, you're good. You're good. Uh, just overarching, uh, uh, just to kind give us a backdrop as we kind of navigate through this passage. And so um how many of you um let me all of you uh, are married, right? Yeah, all of you were married. Okay. So that means all of you were single. Oh Daniel, yes, yes, I'm I'm like scant- Elizabeth was she was married at one time. Mm-hmm. Uh true. but uh true. all of us, oh let's just period. process this. We we're single at one time, right? Yeah. Hey. We were all single. And we all had our singleness life, right? Some of us played video games, some of us did different things. Nah, and, I mean, this is good to <laughs> uh, Did uh, <laughs> we had our life where we were single, right? And then we got married, right? Uh how many of us carried our life of singleness into our marriage and continue to live that way? <laughs> if we if we kept our single way of living in our marriage for a long time, what do you think would end up happening? you could be single again. you could be single again, right? You know what I mean? It, it, and, but a lot of us do that. we, we I hear I hear guys uh, not pointing not not anyone in this room, but. They're like, man, I've been married for 10 years and I'm still down in my basement till three o'clock playing video games. I'm like, bro, something's off here, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we still try to be single, be married, okay? Or maybe, uh, let's uh, let's do it this way. Uh, how many of you have moved houses? You've gone from one house to another house? You have? Okay, all of us have. How many of you have maybe purged stuff before you moved? Or did you take, did, did you like go in and say, oh look, all the cobwebs, I'm gonna take all of this and take it back to my new house, find the same corner and stick it in there. How I many people have done that? Anyone? <laughs> okay, bro, we need to talk. <laughs> but when we, when we decide to move homes, what do we do? We go through and we say, oh, I don't need that, I'm gonna dump that. I remember when we moved from our house that we were living till well, we, uh, we actually, I got a dumpster, a big dumpster, and I'm like, oh, you know what? This, this is gonna save me from actually even carrying this. So, boom, gone. It's too heavy. You know what? I don't need this. Dump. Right. And so we, we purge things before we move into a new house. Right. It, it's, it's good to do that. Right. So I want us to, and you may have other stories and scenarios like that, that kind of relate to that, but I want to use that as a backdrop as we talk through this passage, okay, because it'll kind of give us some perspective and and help us to understand where Paul is going with all of this. So um, he calls, the the title of this uh, portion of passage is called Living as Children of Light. Think of that. Living as children of light. So, uh, just out of curiosity, what would the opposite be? Living in darkness. <laughs> living, in darkness. <laughs> living, living as children in the dark. <laughs> okay? Living as children of the light. Living in darkness. Okay? So, just that, that's, that's just interesting. So, here we go. We'll, we'll jump in. Verse 17. With the Lord's authority, I say this. <laughs> Why do you think Paul made that statement? Why do you think Paul said, with the Lord's authority, I say this? Importance, yes. this is something that has been brought to me a revelation or given to me by the apostles or spoken to me by christ and i'm bringing what god is bringing to me i i think that's that's huge for us to understand this because paul's basically saying guys this is what god wants us to know this is important to being a child of light Okay, so just wanted to clarify that. And then he goes on to say, live no longer as the Gentiles do. Okay, live no longer as the Gentiles do. Um, who is Paul referring to here as Gentiles? What, who is he referring to? Not Jews. Okay, but the unbeliever, you said not Jews. not Jews. Okay, what do you guys think? I think it's unbeliever. Okay unbelievers. So it it gets a little tricky here because who has Paul been talking to this whole time? Paul was called to who? The Gentiles, Gentiles, right? So the Gentiles were a a group of, uh, uh, an ethnic group of people that were outside of um, the will of God, right? Or at least uh, the chosen people. The Israelites were the chosen people. And then we had the Gentiles who were outside of uh, the chosen people and, and Paul was called to the Gentiles. But in this case, what we see here is, I think what Jeff was saying, on what you were saying is it's to any unbeliever, because anyone that is outside of Christ is now a Gentile living in the world, right? And so that's who Paul is referring to. He's referring to anyone that is not a child of God. I think that's one of your fill in the blanks. Anyone that's not a child of God. He's saying um, live no longer as the Gentiles do because he's talking to the Gentiles. He's saying don't live like the Gentiles do, the people that are outside of Christ, right, Uh, as a child of God. So let's look at the Gentiles, okay? The Gentiles, here he gives us a definition. For they are, the Gentiles, hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of light or darkness? Darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their mind and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame, having lost all sensitivity to what the world is talking about. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly participate every, in every kind of uh, impurity. What does that sound like to you today? Most of the world. <laughs> Most of the world, right? Okay. So, just quickly, what observations can, you, uh, can you, we make based on Paul's teaching about the people that are far from God? What, what are some big pieces that you can take away from that passage that are far from God? What is he talking about? They are? Well, they're ignorant, for one thing. They're ignorant. Okay, good. What else? They live by
3: the flesh.
0: They live by the flesh, yes. They've hardened their hearts. Some of these guys, I don't know if you were here this Sunday, but it like lines up with the whole message. I could just preach that message here. But yeah, they hardened their hearts. Okay. What else?
3: Wanted uh, a lot of things from the world.
0: They wanted the things from the world, right? They didn't want God's thing. They wanted things from the world. Okay. Anything else that you notice?
2: Well, this word says
0: they have no sense of shame. They have no sense of shame. And here's what I want us to do as we are reading this. Not reading from the standpoint of, oh, yeah, that's a good passage of scripture, and I can see that and all that. But here's the thing I think all of us, even though we are followers of Jesus Christ, still have a little Gentile in us, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called sanctification. It happens till Jesus shows up, right? So I think it's good to be honest with ourselves and and as we navigate through passages like this, is to ask the question: Okay, God, Holy Spirit, what are you trying to teach me? What area do I need to? Because we have to always surrender the heart. The heart happens to everyone constantly. You've got to mm-hmm. wrestle with that, right? So I just want us to kind of wrestle with that. So yeah, that's good observation. So what we see here is that um, Paul stacks four uh, phrases. Uh, with overlapping and climatic meanings when we look at this. And the first one is what we said, faulty of mind, hopelessly confused, okay? He, he, for, uh, the, he, they were hopelessly confused, which means uh, their minds were useless. <laughs> because they didn't have the truth of God in their minds. They were, they were believing lies and their mind was uh, uh, in this hopeless, confused state. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, if you look at our world, uh, there's a scripture that talks about being tossed and uh, turned by the waves, right? And because we are so confused, oh, is it this part that I should be doing? No, no, I, should, I think I should be here. Oh, no, maybe I should, today I'm, I kind of believe this, or tomorrow, oh, you said that, or oh, I'm... And we are like constantly moving, and moving. we're not grounded. Right, And he's talking about, hey, the Gentiles are constantly not grounded and and they're useless. And, And then he goes on to say, darkened in the mind. Minds are full of darkness, which is opposite to light. But why is their mind full of darkness? Why? Why do you think somebody's mind will be full of darkness? It's
3: closed, good.
1: Heart for heart. Okay, that, good. Uh, good. That,
3: that directly affects uh, you know, uh, your, your thinking. And the Christian needs to be totally opposite. We need to have our minds renewed
2: so that we can have a new heart for Christ. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. But think about the word darkness. Who is the light of the world? Jesus. Christ. So they didn't have any of Christ in their minds. Okay, so basically Christ was not resident. They weren't even thinking about Christ. And so when Christ is not there, what is there? Darkness, right? And so the reason their minds were dark, we see here, is because Christ was not in their minds. And he goes on to say, They were estranged from the life of God uh, through ignorance, wandering far from the life God gifts, okay, like you were saying their hearts were hardened, uh, their hearts were hardened, um, they were living in darkness, so why, they were so and the reason, and we see is the reason is because they were so far from God. Okay? How far are we from God? How do we get near to God? Very Pray to him? Stay in his word? Stay in his word? Have, faith. Have faith? We're as close as we want. Huh? As as we, want we get to choose that every day, right? You can be, oh, morning, uh, God's right there. Okay, morning I'm praying. E- afternoon I'm far away. <laughs> Evening, Maybe I prayed, oh, maybe I didn't pray. Or uh, I missed a day. Okay, two days, oh man, you know what, my life got busy. And before we know, we're kind of going away from God too, right, because if we get to choose, and uh, the further we go from God, what are we walking towards, light or darkness? Darkness. Sure. Okay, and what does that do to our hearts? And does that make it easier to keep walking away from God? And I think, I think that's so important to understand that not just from the standpoint of, hey, uh, the Gentiles are this far away, but I think, I think it's important for us to wrestle with that too, because very, very quickly, we can get far from God, the and then now we are, minds well, are what? Are they clear or confused? What is truth? What is not truth? What path should I walk in what path should I not walk in? Right? And so, th- there's this is a thing that can happen, and I think we've got, to, we've got to constantly wrestle with that. And so, we see that due to that, the hardening of the heart happens. Uh, what keeps our hearts. So, my question to you is here's a question. And, and, I want, and, and you, know, you know the answer, but I want you to say it out because I want you to hear yourself. But what makes our hearts pliable? What makes our hearts soft? Surrender, okay? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit? Knowing God. Knowing God? Be close to Him, you said earlier. Being in a relationship? How, how are we in a relationship? Time spent with Him. Okay? What does the Word of God bring to our hearts? Yeah, it's pray. just watering. Change, change my heart, O oh God. Change
1: my heart. Take it over the truth, you know? Yeah. Just say that back to God. You know, in your yeah. you know, change my heart. We yeah. have the Holy Spirit.
0: And you know what? What would happen if you said every morning, God, soften my heart? What do you think God's going to do? No, 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 you didn't say the right words. You, you didn't, didn't read this chapter. No, you didn't spend 10 minutes with me. No, no, no. God said, oh my goodness. You recognize it. You need it, right? But guys, this is just yes, the heart, of the heart is, it, it takes you places that you don't want to go. It's beautiful what God can do, right? And so I think that's important for us to understand is that there's a progression that happens, and it starts kind of in the top, and it just all of a sudden you're kind of in this part where your heart is hardened, and the longer you stay there, the harder it gets. Okay. Okay. We're well, moving on here. Um, The next passage, next verse is learning and letting that leads to leaving and learning. I know there's a lot of learning and letting, but it'll make sense here in a second, okay? But uh, verse 20, but that isn't what you learned about Christ, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. Now, I'm going to read that again. But that isn't what you learned about Christ since you have have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him. So the message puts it this way. You learned Christ. You learned Christ. And um, the Fire Bible puts it this way, verse 20, um, or verse... uh, 20. Isn't it 20? 20. Yeah, yeah, verse 20. I had it here. Um, you, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him. You, uh, you did not come to know Christ that way. Know Christ. Learned Christ. Okay, let's think about that. We all learn things, right? We learn about things. Now I know the NLT puts it learn about. Okay, but when we learn this knowledge acquired and knowledge applied, think about it. What happens when we acquire knowledge? Oh, that's good. I learned. Okay, like let's use Patrick Mahomes for example. Okay, and I want to be a quarterback. Okay, I can watch and learn about Patrick Morse, oh, he does that. He does this. That is acquired knowledge. But what happens when I learn learn Patrick Morse? I learn his footsteps. Oh, I'm gonna move this way. I'm gonna take three steps back, and then I'm gonna throw the ball. What am I doing? I'm learning him. Which means I'm applying that knowledge, and it is changing me. To become like who? Jesus. Patrick Mahomes. Does this make sense? Okay. What did you say? I was focused on what I was saying. The, the, you he, say was a, he was a
2: step ahead of you already. Oh, okay. He's been learning
0: Patrick Mahomes. Because the way through we were uh, and
3: talking about him, I have uh, in my mind I was uh thinking, well if we were learning about Jesus Bro, you should come.
0: You should come here right now and start <laughs> teaching. <to cheat. laughs> but you think about that. What are we called to do? To learn Christ. When we learn Christ, we imitate Christ, not just acquire knowledge. And I think I think Kelly talked about this today. Now, in our Bible study, we have time uh, for next month, next year. But I think we can take the Bible and we can consume information. Man, that passage is so good what did it do to us did it change us or did it just consume information well, you want to get transformation good, transformation so when we learn Christ we're actually learning about him, I know we're learning about him but we're learning what he's doing in his, through his word and, and that is what brings change, right And, and it talks about how uh, that what, what you learned about Christ Since you have been about Jesus And have learned the truth That comes from him Now we are learning Christ And we are learning the truth That is also coming from him And applying it to our lives Which starts to change us From the inside We are moving from darkness To what? Light He is the change agent he's who we are trying to live like and that's a constant daily what happens when we stop learning christ for a few days (laughs) we miss things and we go backwards right because there's so much to learn with christ the truth that comes from Jesus, the real truth of Christian faith, isn't that it is rooted; uh, its roots are found in a systematic arrangement of concepts. Rather, the truth is a person, and is discovered by knowing and following Him. Because a lot of things that we learn are what systematic concepts and steps and processes and acquiring knowledge and but it's not that it is a lifestyle lived in Christ by learning Christ and say oh like today I was having a conversation a couple and we're like man I wish Jesus was here right now what would he do in this situation I want to learn what he would do and I would do it because if I did what he did then people get what freedom grace and truth his Holy Spirit. He lives inside of us and his word is alive and active and it is there to teach us to learn Christ, right? And so I think that's, I thought that was so, so very insightful. Um, that and, and actually, that came from, um, what's his name? Oh, the book. I forget his name. Yeah. No, 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 no. The, the one you just sent us.
1: The one you unpacked last week. Oh, oh um, Douglas. Uh... Yeah. That's a
2: good one. For you, ask, Kelly. <laughs> ask
0: Kelly. She'll tell you about the guy. But he unpacked that concept, and I was like, wow, that is a new revelation. I've never seen that. But I thought that is so, so very important for us because we have to look at God's word and say, okay, what is he telling me about who Christ is? And how do I live that out? Okay, And I think living God's word, God's word is alive. If God's word is alive and it gets in us and it makes us alive the way it is, then that's the transformation that God wants to see happening in our lives. So I think that's important for us to see. So here's something I want to do. 7.30, I think we'll be good. Um, I grew up, my grandma listened to a lot of hymns. And this is something that I grew up listening to that I'm sure many of you have listened to it, and it'll make it'll be like, oh yeah, I've I've heard that before. But I think it's very applicable for today and what we're doing here. And so I thought I would just play it. Um, are they still using the? Spotlight? They're not, are they? Not right now. Okay. You can jump on. Okay. We'll it. It so they'll be like
3: whoa what are you guys doing to me out, out there <laughs> <it's been> awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh no in 2 seconds suddenly
0: Close your eyes and let the words speak to you. The light of his glory and grace. His light, his glory, and his grace starts to change us from darkness, destruction, and death. We've got to turn our eyes to him every day. We've got to look look at his face. We've got to learn Christ and learn the truth that comes from Christ. Applying it, letting it penetrate our hearts, letting it make our hearts pliable and soft to be able to receive what he has. And when we do that, we're gonna wake up one day and we're gonna go, who am I? How do I love that way? Why do I have the patience? Why do I not get irritated? Why do I not use foul language? Why do I not get angry like that? How can I forgive? I used to not be able to do that. Right? Because what's happening is we're learning Christ. Okay, and it's that's just so cool, I think. And which kind of leads into the next section that we're looking at, which I'm not gonna spend a lot of time because it's black and white. Old way of life versus new way of life. To stop and to start, to stop, and to start. Now here's something, I think this is so very important. Uh, Growing up in church, we always hear the word, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do, don't do. Right? How many of us struggle with not doing? We all struggle. Why do we struggle with not doing?
2: Because uh, we wanna. <laughs> 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 exactly. Like after dinner you know, tonight, I wanna have a
0: bowl of ice cream. I shouldn't! We want it!
1: Don can't stop me. <laughs> 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 he told Angie he shouldn't see. cook so good. <laughs> 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 it was a good neighbor, but,
0: but think <laughs> about it. <laughs> Do it. And he said, don't do, don't do. Well, what if instead of don't do? What if we just learn Christ and love him and love, uh, let his love soften our hearts and one day we wake up and it's not like we're not trying not to do. We just don't want to do. Uh, on, on Sunday, I talked about the love for Christ should have been enough motivation for Adam and Eve not to bite into the fruit, to run from sin. Joseph, when tempted by Potiphar's wife, what did he do? Man. He because why? Because he loved God so much. Right? His heart was saturated with Christ. <laughs> and instead of not doing, if we just did christ you know what i mean we're not gonna worry about i don't have to do that and i don't have to not worry about did i say the right words in front of those people Oh, did i act right in front of these people oh man did they catch me and i'm hiding this inside because i'm still trying to not do right and how miserable is that there's no joy in that is there there's no freedom in that so we look at this list and I'm gonna run through, I'm not gonna read through this passage because you guys have it, but this is old humanity and the new humanity. And I'm just gonna look through that list and we'll run through the list, but take off your old humanity, okay? I know it's, causing, it's asking you to do an action, take off. But what would taking off look like if you put on the new humanity, which is to look at Jesus, to live Christ. So instead of looking at the negative, look at the positive. Okay, look at, looking at Christ, learn Christ, learn the truth that comes from Christ. So put on the new humanity. Of uh, your, uh, uh, the old humanity, of your former way of life, okay? Remember, he's telling the Gentiles, right? That was the former way of life, right? The former way of life, bring renewed, uh, being renewed in the spirit of your mind. Okay, you're letting, in the new humanity, you're letting the spirit, Renew your mind to live a new way, right? You're putting off the old self and, you, and he's bringing a new way of living. And in the old humanity, that is being ruined by deceptive desires. Ruined by deceptive desires, and we've talked all about deceptive desires is the sin of the world and the enemy brings, right? But in the new humanity that's being created according to God in righteousness and holiness of truth, okay? God's truth, which is teaching us to be righteous and holy by looking and learning from Christ, right? And and becoming the light versus being in the darkness. The old humanity taking off lying new speaking truth old is anger new not allowing the sun to get uh, uh sun to set on your anger old letting the uh let uh, let the stealers no longer steal new uh working so that you can share with others think about that <laughs> working so that you can share with others how many of us say man i'm working so i can give it away We'll talk about that here in the next few weeks. Um, no rotten speech. Our vocabulary changes. The words that we use don't look the same. If you just have known me when I played rugby, you'd be like, "Who? You're going to be a pastor? What?" No. Uh, uh. Some of my rugby friends are like you. You're pastoring. And Jeff's like, "I know you, bro." <laughs> uh, speak words that build others up and give uh, and give a gift. Okay, words that are encouraging, building people. Man, think of that. Speak words that build others up and give a gift. How, how does that look like when you give gifts with your words? When was the last time we gave somebody a gift with our words? Man, this world needs it so bad, it? But the, the new self in Christ. No bitter, anger, uh, wrath, yelling, uh, blasphemy, but kindness, compassion, and forgiveness. So we see all of this. We see the newness that is coming. Uh, Man, I'm spending way too much time. I'm going to have to run through this. Talking about, I just want to spend a little bit of time on this because I want to end on this other piece that I think is important for us to process as well. But I want to spend a little bit, I know there's a lot of this list that you guys understand, but I want to spend a little bit about the anger part we talked about earlier, which is, I think, so interesting. Um, Anger, don't let, uh, don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry. For anger gives... What? What does anger do? Uh, verse
1: 27.
0: Gives the devil a Whoa! So in other words, what does that mean? What does that mean that it gives the devil a foothold? So foot down
1: down Does that mean that the
0: devil is hanging on to us while we're walking around? <laughs> because if you've given him a foothold? He's like, i got a hold of you now! Right? Well, think about it. What are some things that we do in anger that causes us to sin? What are some examples? Say things you shouldn't say. Say things you shouldn't say. I'll be honest, as a dad, there are times I go home and I'm tired and my kids get on me, and guess what? I have no patience and I say something and I go, that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say something to my wife and I go. That's, that's, that's what it's talking about. That we say things in our anger that causes us to think. How many of us had a moment of anger, but then um, in our marriages, we maybe spent the next three days trying to fix what we broke? Mm-hmm. It happened in what, 10 seconds? How many of us have, don't raise hands, but have maybe severed our relationship with our families because of anger we still don't see them at thanksgiving or christmas or we don't talk to them we have no influence maybe they're lost in christ and we don't even care i have that it's it's messed up there's a lot of sin that comes with that but I, I think I, I don't want us to feel bad about it. I, I want us to yeah, I do want us to feel bad about it, but I want us to wrestle with it and ask the question. Here's the thing, let's not fight anger, but let's focus on man, if I can just let live Jesus, live learn Christ and and learn the truth, how could that shift?
1: How could that shift? What doors will that open? I think that's what what is it?
2: And in the darkness, but if you mm-hmm. shed light on it, I mean, it's okay to be angry right. sometimes. Right. But it's just true. don't try and hide it in the dark for right. Jesus. Like, go ahead and just be honest with mm-hmm. it. And
0: So, here's an example of that. As she was sharing this, I was reminded. So, my wife and I, we used to uh, argue, and then we'll kind of wait for the other person to say, I'm sorry, and you know how that happens? and it's three days later and we're still like and here's the crazy thing now two days the next day we're like fighting over things that don't even need to fight about but because of that anger that was unresolved we're like at each other that used to be that and then i don't know where the switch turned switched uh clicked in but we realized that this was not healthy it was not drawing us close it was drawing us further apart and so um one of the things that we do now and we just Crazy is that we still have that same feeling, but like you said, like I could have an argument with my wife at eight o'clock, and the morning. I come to church and do my devotion, God's dealing with me like, What are you doing at devotion? What's wrong? What, what happened there?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I'm like, oh. and I'm like, Okay, God, I'm sorry, I, you know what? But here's the crazy thing before, my pride would not allow me to pull my phone and text my wife and say, You know what? I was a jerk, I'm sorry, can you, can you forgive me? now it's just this easy thing because now God's it's still there until I pray when I pray it's like this oh and, and here's the crazy thing if I don't do it then mm-hmm. two hours later guess what it's difficult again and so I think going along what you're saying I think taking it to the light and bringing it to Christ and he already knows it and I think learning that practice I think there is healing that happens there right and so that's something for us to process. But other thoughts before, I don't want to move.
1: So when you, kind of, when you do that in anger you don't take it before Christ, it's still on that courts. You know it says? The courts of heaven. Satan still so has that authority over what you've spoken. Mm-hmm. And when you bring it to light, you no longer give Satan that authority. You've broken that.
0: Broken that control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so good.
1: Mine has mm-hmm has a reference to psalms uh
2: 4-4 it says tremble in your anger and do not sin when you are on your beds search your hearts and be
1: silent
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I th- is that psalm 29 11 2 4-4 four, four. Four, four. Oh, four, four. Four. i think uh yeah i thought I read that. okay yeah, yeah. so s- search your this, says, that this, this sounds like to me it
2: says go to bed angry and sit with it and be silent but the other one says, don't let the sun sit on your anger. Right. Which I think. And I think great. I've
0: seen both those translations, but here's the the gist, I would say the gist of it, like Kelly said, process it. Yeah. yeah. Deal with it. Um ask yourself, why do I have this and what did I do and what do I need to do to resolve this guy? Okay, and then working it working it out. Okay. But usually because just because it's your own selfishness, I didn't get my way. Right. So, <coughs> more you sit with your anger without Christ, it's kind of like this. It's like poison that you swallow. Yeah. If you can treat it immediately, what happens? The damage is less. But what happens if it goes into your body and you let it go and let it go and let it go? Everything, you, know, you die. I mean, <coughs> you eventually you die. <laughs> but it poisons your whole body. Yeah. It, it, you it is so every... controlling. And this is not just husband-wife relationship. No. This is work, employee-employer. This is friendships. Yeah. This is Spouses, I mean, brother, sister, you just every area, right? It is, it, it is a web, and and how our world yeah. shift. Look at what's happening in our world because of anger.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's the tone too of how you say. it, and you don't I oh, always yeah. say it. I mean, you don't say it, but they take it differently. Can I say yeah. something for spouses? Sarcasm yeah. is not a healthy thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay. It's therapeutic in the moment. Uh-huh. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe is a of anger. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, side note there. So, okay, Rook Okay, now we are we good there? Can we move on? You hit it up. See you, bro. Can we? Are you guys comfortable to move on? Okay. How about righteous anger? Have you guys heard about righteous anger? What is righteous anger?
3: so yeah justifying justifying
0: being angry about the right things should we not be angry about the right things should we get angry about people that are abusing kids in in sexual abuse should we get angry about people that are not treating their spouses correctly and abusing them Should we get uh, angry about uh, poverty and what it's doing to people and and, and the destruction, the justice system? I mean, there is things that God wants us to be angry about because it's in our righteous anger, but it's still controlled. It comes under the authority of Christ, but the righteous anger helps us to then... Go, I'm gonna do something about that. I'm not gonna sit and watch, right? How many people are how many of us are sitting and watching brokenness? And does it cause us to get angry? It should. That's what we see happening in Jesus's case, right? He that is his righteous anger that he has for the brokenness um, that he sees around him. Okay? So I think there is a good kind of anger, but even in the righteous anger, I think we need to make sure that it doesn't lead to hurting people. It is out of love and compassion. It is under the authority of Christ that that anger uh, works. Does that make sense? Okay. Six minutes. Grieving the Holy Spirit. I don't think we can do that in six minutes. But what kind what can I, you, you have enough material in your notes that you can go the study on your own and ask mm-hmm. questions. But mm-hmm. grieving the Holy Spirit, what what do you think? Of, what do you think that is? He talks about that here. He says, "And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing you will be saved on the day of redemption." Isaiah chapter 6, I'm going to the Old Testament here. Uh, sorry, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10. Here we see uh, God taking care of the Israelites. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them, the Israelites. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Yet they reveled and aggrieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned and became their enemy, and he himself fought them against them Isaiah 63 verse 10 so what do you think when we see uh, this passage talking about make sorrow don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit or grieve the Holy Spirit some versions say Where, where does the Holy Spirit live of us what can can we do to upset the Holy (laughs) Spirit the things that we used to do in the past yeah the things that we did before Christ maybe or the things that we are still doing (laughs) after Christ Okay. Now, there are people that get worried about this because there are stages of grieving the Holy Spirit because it talks about how uh, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is an unforgivable unforgib- sin and people get all worried about it and like whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. If you've got to that stage, I mean, you're not even in the Bible study. Right? You're like out there doing your thing. You're like, forget God. I'm out of this. Okay, so don't, don't. But there's a progression. Remember I talked about the hardening of the heart? Here's God. Here's me because of things that I'm starting to do, and starting to do, and starting to do, and starting to do. do. It's a song, I have an old song called The Slow Fade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A slow fade that happens, and one day you wake up and you go, Oh. Mm -hmm. Having a conversation right now with a couple, and the wife just loved God with all of her heart, but she can't see why she can't forgive her husband, and she's done with the marriage. How did it happen? Now, I'm not saying that's grieving the Holy Spirit, but I'm talking about that slow thing, you know what I mean? How we can slide away slowly. But what is grieving the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He's, he's a person who can experience grief. He's an actual person that can experience grief. Because he is, why has he come to live inside of you? Why has the Holy Spirit come to live inside of you? to teach us. Okay, good. To have a direct connection to God. To have a direct connection to God? He's We'd a seal. Because, because we asked him to. Because we asked him to, okay. He's a seal. He's a seal. What, explain that a little bit more. He's a seal of our salvation, basically. So basically, he kind of seals the deal. He's kind of like, okay, but uh, he comes to, I, I, I kind of want to, he, he comes to help us, right? Mm-hmm. What is he helping us from? The flesh, okay, Let's unpack. I know that's kind of a churchy word, but what what is he? What's he helping us from? Darkness. Darkness. What is that? What does that look like? Watch the world of the devil? Okay. Yes. Okay. He's helping <laughs> us from not doing some of me. the lists that. I'm just going, yeah. What about the I'm list just just that? Bring uh, <laughs> <laughs> back at me. <laughs> uh, what about the list that we just even went through? He doesn't want us to become a gentile again. Right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, okay. So the Holy Spirit comes as a gentleman to live inside <clears> of <throat> us to help us. Think of this. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. And you keep get away. I don't need help. Get away. I don't need help. I got this. I don't need you. Why do I need you? I got this. I'm gonna do my life. I'm in charge. What is that gonna do to you? you love me, you care about me, and you want to help me? You want to connect me to the Father. And I'm like, oh, I don't need you. I got this my old way, I'm good. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I, I know Jesus, I'm here on Sundays, right? I'm gonna live my life. I'm gonna get drunk. I, I'm gonna have sex outside of marriage, but I'll be here on Sundays. Does this make sense? So, what are we doing? Are we helping or hurting the Holy Spirit? Hurting them. Okay. So, what we see here—it starts by us ignoring His presence and His inner voice of leading. The Holy Spirit is inside. There is a voice, and He's speaking to us, and we hear it. I shared this, Adam and Eve did not have boundary confusion. They knew what God told them. They even told Satan, God said don't eat it. But what did they do? They have it to you because they didn't care. They know the voice. They know the promptings. Right? What is the Holy Spirit prompting you today that you are ignoring? It may not be something you like because it, the reason he's prompting is because you want to do it, which means you're not gonna like it. It's gonna line up with this world. It's gonna be it's because his promptings are an upside down world, right? So we've got we've got to wrestle with that, okay. Um, it also talks about unwholesome talk, foul language, abuse langu- abusive language, hurts, uh, hurtfulness and violence and emotional, uh, violent emotions or behaviors. These are all hurtful to the Holy Spirit. It's like saying, um, man, I, I'm trying to think of a good illustration. Um, it's like uh, you put the, the Holy Spirit's living inside of here and you're putting Satan in there and saying, hey, yeah, live in together. <laughs> Like magnets, oh, oh, magnets?
3: Okay, let, me, let me put it this way. I don't know it's kind of weird, but no, that's not good. I shouldn't go there. It's <laughs> okay. almost like uh, I brought up uh, because a lady, uh, last night, I was telling her uh, pot wasn't made from God and stuff. Um, and she kept on saying it is made from God because God made everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, what the world wants to look at it, it's like and they'll take that pot, turn it into negative uh, stuff where you could smoke this, you could smoke
0: that. That's we'll a whole buy. different topic. We won't <laughs> unpack today. Yeah, we we'll, know, be o- we'll be here we till nine We'll be here till ten o'clock. No, no, yeah, time. yeah. No, so you get what I'm trying to say here, right? So we have got to be careful that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Now grieving is the beginning stage. OK, and I did I give you guys all the I gave you all the passages that you guys can look up on this. OK, so grieving the Holy Spirit then leads to a person resisting the Holy Spirit. OK, first we start by grieving. Then we start by, oh, you're meddling with me. Just keep pushing the Holy Spirit away. OK, and, and, and we go, no, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. And we keep resisting the Holy Spirit. Now resisting the Holy Spirit then leads to us putting out the fire of the Holy Spirit inside of us. We keep resisting it, what we do is we blow out the oxygen that is in there and the fire of the Holy Spirit starts to then we start to kind of become dead people again. There's a liveliness that the Holy Spirit brings. He's the light of the world. He's life. I am the vine, you are the branches. We are connected to the vine. The Holy Spirit brings life. He brings energy. He brings revitalization. He brings new hope. He brings new direction. He's trying to pull the stuff, but we fight it and we grieve him and then we reject him and the fire goes away. When we when the fire goes, that leads to insulting the Holy Spirit. Because when we said, yes, Jesus, I'm a, forgi- I'm a sinner, I'm, for- I'm full of sin, I have to forgive this, I receive you into my life, come into my life. Get out of my life. Okay. So that becomes insulting and once we get to that stage, then it's very easy for us to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Okay, so it's a progression. Okay? Wait. And here's the thing, guys, and I, I don't want to go off on a tangent because we don't have a lot of time, uh, but I stand on something su- and, and not judging anyone, not pointing fingers, just laying it out there. On Sundays, when an open invitation to the is given, there's so many people that are
1: struggling to come and repent. I actually like the way you did it. open. I don't know, it just felt different and it felt more accepting,
2: I think. I I like that.
0: But still, there's a resistance. I'm not saying that we're at the stage of blast, but you see what I mean, right? I, I, I even asked the question, why? And this is not this is for all of us because here's the thing: none of us are perfect. And, and I shared this a few weeks back. We talked about we want to see revival. What is revival? Revival is when the spirit comes and there's new life that's happening inside of us because the spirit is refreshed inside of us and Christ is coming, there's a unity. Heaven and, heaven and earth are starting to kind of collide. And this is beauty. But that, God's presence cannot live in sinful areas. And the reason revival happened in Asbury, Asbury, right, the college, and if you really look at that, what actually started that revival was people on their knees crying out to God, saying, God, will you please forgive me of my sin, confession, repentance. And what happened, the crazy thing is, every person that walked into that space couldn't stand. They had to go to the altar because they could sense the Holy Spirit challenging them to come to the front for repentance, and that is what continued the flame and, and so I, I think we need to understand that. And I know he's talking about grieving, don't grieve the Holy Spirit here. Um, but those are all baby steps <laughs> <laughs> that fit into all of this. that makes sense? I know we're living on a very high, uh, uh, <laughs> <tenses>. <laughs> <laughs> But I um,
1: worry about the altar too. Sometimes <clears throat> I know for me, I don't feel like my
0: Said this, I was listening to it earlier, and uh, you were listening to triggered and it reminded me, the altar, we don't understand, truly, really, the altar is a place of death. It is. You're coming to the altar. What happened in the Old Testament, the altar, they killed the animal for forgiveness of sins, right? But you're coming to the altar to die your sin, and we all have sin inside of us that we need every day to die to. Because when we die to it, then Christ, we, we are learning Christ. And it's starting to renew us and make us new. Mm-hmm. So somebody Anthony,
2: I just wanted to share uh, Psalm 139. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two verses of Psalm 139 is a great prayer mm-hmm. to keep this Holy Spirit like the fire stoked, and make sure we keep short, short accounts with God. Um, search me, oh God, and know my mm-hmm. heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me in the path in the way everlasting. And I just think that's a good daily prayer to commit to memory at the end of the day. Like yeah. just to pray, like, ser- like invite God, search me. See if there's anything offensive that I've done against you. And know my heart. Test me. Like you invite that and then you don't have these big things hanging over your head. And you don't have, you don't allow the sun to go down and bitterness to start to, you know what I mean, so. And
0: here's, uh, I'll with this. Yes, God is this holy, reverent, all-powerful God. But he wants to treat us, he wants to be at this level with us, it's simple. You don't have to complicate this. I know this seems kind of like, oh my goodness, can I no, don't worry about what you might get into. What? just just love Jesus every morning. Love Jesus <coughs> God, search me. God, forgive me. God, I'm sorry. God, I need you. I don't I can't do this without you. I'm I'm dependent on you. I'm relying on you. You do that and let, let God do the rest. It, it's just this crazy, crazy thing. It's simple. He made it very simple. We complicate it. Okay? So, sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Kelly, you want to pray for us? And we'll be sure. Dear God, we
2: just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word um, that guides us and directs us. It's a light for us to look toward. And, Father, we just pray that you give us the strength and the grace um, to put off our old self and Mm -hmm. to just remind us um, in your mercy that's new every morning that you are right there to give us... um, the strength and ability and energy and desire to live as Christ would have us and as a reflection of him. And, Father, we just ask that you um, help us in this journey. And we thank you for this word that Anthony has brought. And we pray everyone have a safe trip home. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. 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 Have a great night, guys. See you next week. (laughs) next (laughs) week.